It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Welcome to another episode of the Building Black Biz podcast. I'm your host today, Helen Little, and we are building with Rocky Bucano. He is the founder of the Universal Hip Hop Museum. So good to be on with you today. Uh, Thank you, Helen. Good to see you. So there's so much I want to ask you about this project that I know of that's been in the works for such a long time. How did you first become involved with the creation of the Universal Hip Hop Museum? Well, my background goes way back... Uh, I started as a teenage DJ in the early 70s. My cousin Pete DJ Jones was one of the top mobile disc jockeys. And, you know, he was always playing at different clubs around New York City. And um, I always used to hear his name on the radio. So uh, I wanted to be a DJ myself. So I started DJing at the age of 15. I became one of New York City's top disc jockeys, just like him. And then I got into concert promotion and club promotion uh, in the 70s. That's how I met Frankie Crocker. And um, long story short, I've been involved in hip hop from the very beginning. So uh, opportunity came to me when I was not in the music business. I was running a youth basketball program called the New York Gauchos. And a couple of real estate developers wanted to uh, expand my basketball program to another part of the Bronx. So uh, I teamed up with some real estate developers trying to expand my uh, basketball program. And uh, they, they ended up failing and City of New York teamed me up with another developer uh, who was trying to acquire this space called the uh, Kingsbridge Armory, which is one of the largest armories in the world. And he wanted to add a music component in addition to having the Gaucho's basketball program. So he asked me about, you know, what kind of music project could he add to his proposal? And I told him that he should consider adding a hip hop museum uh, because many people have tried to start a hip hop museum here in New York uh, and he had the resources to do it. So. He thought it was a great idea, and it's like if you can get the people together to, you know, explore this hip hop music project, I'll put up the money for you guys. And so we teamed up with him. His name is Young Wu, and he ended up losing his bid to acquire this Kingsbridge Armory facility. But I was so um, fascinated by the community response to a potential hip hop museum being established at the Kingsbridge Army, I said, I got to keep this project going. So that was back in 2011. I've been with the project ever since. Who are some of the um, artists or uh, people in the business who are working with you to create this museum? And how did they become connected with you regarding it? So um, the first, the founding members of the museum is Curtis Blow, 
Grandmaster Melly Mel, myself, Cutman LG, Mickey Benson, who works, who works with Ice-T, uh, Africa Bambada, and Joe Kanto, and Grand Wizard Theodore, the uh, inventor of the scratch. Uh, and then once I got the project going, I brought on Tom Silverman, who's the founder of Tommy Boy Records. Uh, and then later on, we brought on people like LL Cool J and Nas, and, and now we have so many other cultural ambassadors that from East Coast and West Coast, Karis, when Big Daddy Kane, uh, clientele who's part of the world-class record crew out on the West Coast. We, we have a lot of different people that are working with us to bring this project to the finish line. What's it been like curating for this museum? I mean, actually gathering the things that you want to preserve uh, as a part of this amazing history, whether it's digital or physical, what has it been like curating for this? Uh, well, fortunately, I have a great curatorial team. Uh, Paradise Gray, who is in the group X-Clan. Mm -hmm. He's our chief curator and his partner, uh, Prime Minister Pete Nice from the group Third Base. Those are our curators. And they have a, an amazing collection of photos and artifacts that they've collected over the years. And they have relationships with other folks. So we're getting donations from all across the world. People are donating records, CDs, magazines, bicycles. We just got a bicycle donated to us uh, by Coolio. Wow. Uh, right before he passed away, a month before he passed away, we got a bicycle donated to us. So, you know, we, we have an original artifact from his legacy that's part of our collection now. Well, I've got some stuff y'all can have too. <laughs> I was just telling, uh, I'm working with another project and I was just telling them, I was like, you know, they're, they're looking for items to curate. I'm like, yeah, I got so much, I've saved everything. And, you know, if you wanna come get some of the, the, the things that I got on my wall in my basement, help me get rid of some of this stuff, you're more than welcome to it. Hey, Helen, do you hear, hear that person knocking on your door right now? <laughs> <laughs> come on in. <laughs> what do you um what do you expect to be the public reception of this museum because hip-hop is such an amazing lifeblood not only just musically but culturally for this country yeah listen uh people have said and i i say as well hip-hop is america's greatest export now you can't go anywhere in the world and not see hip hop. It's everywhere. It's in the clubs. It's in the way people dress. It's in television. It's in films. It's in advertising. It's in country music. It's in country music. It's in EDM. It's in K-pop. It's all over the place. You can't go anywhere and not have a hip hop experience. So to answer your question, what do I expect? I expect this to be the world's most important museum. I think that, you know, an art form that was created by black and brown teenagers who had no idea what they were creating, 
they were just out there trying to have fun and entertain people that quickly became the most popular art form and music in the entire world. Uh, that was really something that people tried to suppress and thought it was gonna be a fad. Turned out to be the most popular music in the world. Uh, so, you know, people, it doesn't matter where you live, hip hop unites people, it brings people together. I get people just to this exhibit that we have here in the Bronx at the Bronx Terminal Market from all around the world, France, Germany, Japan, China, Russia, uh, Norway, Africa, Brazil, Canada. They come from all corners of the world because they love hip hop and they want to know what a hip hop museum experience actually is. I remember when I was younger and I, you know, and probably the same with you, Helen, when we were younger and the school used to take us on trips to museums, they took us to the Museum of Natural History to look at old dinosaurs. That's not what kids want to see today. They want to see stuff that they can relate to. And, and a hip hop museum experience is something that appeals to every age group, no matter if you're young or old, they love it. So where you are located now in the Bronx Terminal Market, that is a temporary holding space. Tell us about the long-term um, plan for the Universal Hip Hop Museum. I'm glad you asked. So we are in the revolution of hip hop. Uh, this is our temporary space where we get to test out different experiences just to see what our audience really likes. So we're celebrating the golden era of hip hop, 1986, 1990, in this current exhibit. But when we move across the street, it's gonna be one of the most state-of-the-art museum experiences. Microsoft is our tech partner. Wow. You know, so we're, we're, we're testing all types of things from holograms to metaverse experiences. Uh, we're gonna not just be the traditional brick and mortar museum experience, when you go inside, the technology will, will, will kind of like shape and mold your museum experience so that each person comes in there gets a custom uh, experience. Uh, and obviously we'll have all the artifacts, you know, like you see behind me, album covers, fashion from Dapper Dan, we have Bismarckies, gold rope chain sitting right in front of me. Uh, you know, so we have a lot of stuff that we're collecting and we, we, we will continue to collect. You talked about kids and museums and them wanting something to relate to. Are you doing anything in schools um, to, I guess, involve kids or expose them at this point to your museum? We, we certainly are. Uh, we teamed up with the Simons Foundation, uh -huh. uh, which funds math and science related projects at the university level and at the nonprofit level. And uh, one of our board members, his name is Dr. Stefan Alexander, and he's uh, one of the leading uh, astrophysicists. And he teamed us up with the Simons Foundation to create a hip hop science project. Wow. So we are showing the intersection between hip hop and physics, believe it or not. And we've uh, got schools to participate. 
uh, we're pairing scientists with hip hop artists to have one-on-one -on -one discussions about the relationship between, you know, lyrics and the study of the galaxies. And as you already know, uh, one of the most used terms in hip hop is dropping science. So, you know, we, we want to know what dropping science really means. And this is a, a great project to be working on. That's really cool. And also, you know, I can see the correlation with math because I remember the first time um, someone was teaching me how to mix on turntables and that you have to know the number of beats per minute in order to be able to mix the two songs together of, of, of a similar BPM. And, and, you know, it was like sitting there counting beats. Now I know it's all different now with Serato, but earlier days, it was about counting. Yep. Well, you know, I, I come from the old day of blending, not scratching. And, you know, so you, you had to, you had to know that beat count, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah. uh, but, you know, it's, it's more than that. It's the evolution of sonics and frequencies and, you know, how to use electronics to manipulate sound and, you know, the, the speed of sampling and the mixture of different genres. That's what science is. It, it takes and brings things together to explore solutions to, uh, to, to large problems. And, uh, and hip hop is at the backbone of that, which is very interesting. This has had to be a challenging endeavor on your part. What are some of the roadblocks that you faced in creating this museum and how have you overcome them? Uh, so, you know, the, the biggest challenge wasn't really, it, it was really just, you know, people not believing. Oh. Yeah, many, many folks were non-believers. You know, it's, it's like Jesus going in and trying to preach the gospel and they're like, get out of here with that stuff. And it was the same for, for this museum. People were like, all right, another hip hop museum project let me know when it's real. And it took several years to get people to believe that this project was going to happen. And now here we are with an $80 million project being built right across the street. And um, now people are starting to jump on board. Obviously, it's all the people that didn't believe. Now they're coming around like, you know what? I didn't think you could do it, but you did it. And I'm so happy that it got done. Okay. I'm not mad, you know, better late than never. It happens when it's supposed to happen. Exactly. So you've got experience as a DJ, um, you've got experience in nightclubs and then you've got radio under your belt and you got your FCC license and you went into TV and then you started a record company. You did marketing and promotions in the music business. You did, you did or you still do financial advisor. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I still am. I, so you know, where did you, first of all, 
how did you come to learn this endeavor? I mean, financial running management. a muse no, running a museum is like is is do you have mentors? Do you have people? Did you contact someone at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and say, you know, give me some feedback or advice, or you just uh, took it by the horns and did it? Uh, you know, so I have an MBA. Okay. Uh, so I've always been good at studying and researching different things. And I know the culture. I know the culture inside out. So, yeah. uh, but what we did, uh, Helen, uh, we, we uh, hired an architect. His name is Michael Ford. And early on, we did what's called inclusive design charrettes. And we invited different people from different parts of the community to come sit down with us and like a focus group. And we asked him, what do you think a museum experience should be? Should it be a whole bunch of pictures on the wall? Should it be clothing? Should it be live DJs and performances with live people? You know, so we took people from students as young as middle school, as old, you know, graduate students. We took people who knew hip hop. We took people who didn't know hip hop. And we took feedback from everyone. And then we took all the different feedback and data points to think about what was the best ideas that came out of that group. And we did that all around the country. We did it in Los Angeles. We did it in Detroit. We did it in Atlanta and New York so that we can get different parts of the region because you know, people in, in Detroit don't think like people in New York and on the West Coast, they don't think like us. And, vice versa. So it was quite interesting to take all that feedback to really understand when a young person comes to the museum, what type of experience do they expect? Or when, you know, uh, a grandparent comes with their granddaughter, what kind of museum experience? So we are really creating what we think is a smart museum because we did all that research early on. That makes a big difference. And of course, after you get to that point, the next thing is funding. How are you finding the people or organizations to help you make this, not only your dream, but this is my dream too. And this is the dream of, of so many of us who grew up in hip hop, that it be revered in such a way um, that this is cemented in American history. So, I'm sure that's got a pretty hefty price tag. And how can people support you in that regard? Well, so the first part of it is uh, museums, you know, are critical to preserving history and culture and empowering community. And this museum is no different, you know. So people that have invested into this museum really started at the city and the state level. So New York City, the governor, the local elected officials really were the first ones to step up to the plate and put a lot of money behind this project. And then Microsoft, our tech partner, put in a lot of money and they continue to fund and support this project. But now it's time for the hip hop community to do its part. So. Uh, Nas and LL Cool J are committed to helping us raise money, but we need others. We need Dr. Dre, we need Jay-Z, we need 
all of the big guys who have benefited greatly from, you know, their careers and their, you know, life uh, from hip hop uh, as knowing that this museum is preserving not just the generation that started hip hop, but their generation as well. You know, so it, this is the museum that represents everybody. And we're, we're, we're now doing outreach to corporations that have made a gazillion dollars off of hip hop, getting them to understand that they have to give back as well. So the outreach has now begun. The city and the state have done their part. And now we're going to ask everyone else to do their part. Is this a situation where like just someone who's passionate about hip hop can also be a part of helping or or funding or whatever um just well, in well, terms of like i want to make a if someone wants to make a, a a donation or do you sell tickets and merch and things like that that yes, also uh, help so um one of our biggest individual donors is not even in hip-hop and he just loves the culture and believes in this project and he has made a significant contribution. But we get small donations through our website. Some people donate $50, some people donate $100, some people donate $1,000. And it comes from all different backgrounds, all different uh, people. Um, and, and these people understand the cultural significance of this museum. So we, we have a campaign called One for All that we recently launched. And it's very simple. One for all, if we get 50 million people to donate $1, we've raised $50 million. So we're asking people to donate as little as $1. I love that. So a lot of people that listen to this podcast are also, um, you know, in business for themselves and trying to learn um, how to improve or, or expand their own business. Um, I know you're a financial advisor. You mentioned that earlier. What advice would you give to someone who is looking to do those things or even start their own business, whether that is a for-profit or a non-profit business? And, and, and the one thing I keep hearing you say, which resonates with me, is belief first. But after that, what does it take? It takes patience. You know, so many people um, run into a brick wall and they throw in the towel. So the first sign of adversity, they're ready to give up. I can't tell you how many nights, sleepless nights I've had with this project, but I knew that if I took my foot off the gas pedal, that this project would never happen. And there would never be a hip hop museum. Not to say that I'm the, the savior of hip hop. No. But, you know, most people, you know, don't understand what it takes to actually build a museum. Uh, my, my friend, one of my childhood friends says, you know, building a museum is akin to building the pyramids. Wow. It actually is. You know, it's, it's not an easy task. And most museums are not built by people of color. You know, they're built by people who have a lot of money behind them. So what I, would say, what I would say to people who are getting into business and, and 
you know, you have to believe in yourself. Uh, you have to have something that is worthy of your time and energy. Don't just come up with an idea that, you know, doesn't solve today's problems. Look beyond your immediate box that you're in and see how you can create something that's going to be impactful and meaningful. And, and if you think that you have something that's going to have an impact, then that's where you should put all your energy at. I love that answer. Um, are you all planning any big celebrations anytime soon? Um, celebrating, you know, hip hop from its origin to today? Do you have any of those things coming up that the public can actually attend, get involved with, support? It's uh, funny that you asked that question because on November 22nd, we're going to be announcing uh, with Mayor Adams the 50th, the, the plans to celebrate New York City's 50 years of hip hop history. I love it. Which is going to be a celebration that begins on New Year's Eve here in New York City to usher in the 50th anniversary of hip hop and will go all the way through next December. So a, a, a full year of different programs and events and, and activities celebrating New York's 50th anniversary of hip hop. That's gonna be amazing. That is going to be amazing. I kind of got chills thinking about it. It's going to be, it's going to be one of the biggest celebrations in the, in 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 all of music's history. I agree because I don't think that there's ever been a time when an art form, a musical art form such as this, has been celebrated for what it's brought to so many people. You know, over the course of a year. So that's, I, I mean, I'm, I'm excited. I, I wanna be there, I'm gonna be a part <laughs> of it. So um, if people want to find your website or if they wanna support you, I know you mentioned the, the one for all, but how do they, what's the website address that people could go to if they want to be a part of that or spend more? Yeah, so um, our website is uhhm.org. U-H-H-M for universalhiphopmuseum.org. Dot org, correct. Okay, and are you also on social? Can they find you and follow yep. you and, yep. and keep up with things that way as well? Yep, so our tag is at U-H-H Museum on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and we are also on LinkedIn, I, I believe as well, but Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, UHH Museum. Got it. No TikTok? No. <laughs> oh, we, we also have TikTok too. Okay, great. I'm, I'm not the social media person. <laughs> no, I know. I'm just messing with you. Um, but, you know, it's like, it's it's everywhere. So that's, that's where the followers of hip hop are because, you know, they are on TikTok and they're on LinkedIn too. So this has been wonderful. Thank you for taking time to come on the podcast and talk to us about this. And, you know, are there any other ways before we go that listeners or anyone listening can support the Universal Hip Hop Museum? Follow us on, on social media. Okay. Uh, go to our website, sign up for our newsletter. And if you have 
stuff in your garage, Helen. <laughs> we should talk. I definitely got some interesting things. I came across, for example, a cassette with an interview that I did with, at the time he was Puff Daddy. So, uh, you, you know, somebody just donated to, to us the other day, Dave German. I don't know if you remember Dave German. I uh, do. Yep, he was over at Arista. Uh, and I had Grandmaster D from Houdini DJing here uh, a week ago. And Dave German bought with him four cassette tapes. Three of them were Red Alert's first shows. Wow. On Kiss FM. Wow. The first three shows. Red Alert. And I got them on cassette. That's crazy. That is crazy. Yeah, I've got like unopened box sets of, of all kinds of vinyl because I didn't really play them, but like just interesting things along, that I've collected along the way. Um, this, was, this was one of the funniest things. Shaq did a hip hop album that was, that was interesting. <laughs> <laughs> and uh Shaq Fu, Shaq Fu. Yes. And so I have a Shaq Fu shoe that he signed that's been sitting in my basement for years. I'm like, what am I gonna do with this? <laughs> so all that, kinds of great stuff. You know, come clean out the basement. <laughs> we're sending the truck over now. <laughs> <laughs> this has been a wonderful conversation and you know, it's it's funny as I'm talking to you and we, we talked a little early before we started about, you know, having the common denominator of Frankie Crocker. And I'm sure he's very proud of what you're doing with this work because he was a passionate supporter as well. Absolutely, 100%. And I thank you for being a part of the Building Black Biz podcast. Again, if you want to reach out to Rocky and find out more what they're doing, their website is uhhm.org and thank you again so much for being on the show thank you for having me hello it is ryan and i was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com i looked over the person sitting next to me and you know what they were doing they were also playing chumba casino coincidence i think not everybody's loving having fun with it chumba casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.